Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Good morning. Welcome to Business Garage. Come on, let me hear a shout and a hand clap from the audience. Yes, 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 we are in for a treat. If you've just joined us, you're not here when we're having praise and worship, you are very, very welcome. If you haven't shared the link, go ahead and share the link because we are about to learn some really incredible things this morning. I am here with very incredible leaders who are about to share incredible wisdom. But just remind us, last week we talked about the appreciation principle, like you've seen uh, in that short video clip, and how why it's important for us to appreciate our internal customers and our external customers for bringing us business continuously. And I hope you are able to do something this week, because Doctor really shared some really simple things we could do. Remember, the only things that are going to bring results in your business are those you actually put in action, okay? So commit that after this interview, while these incredible leaders share, you're going to choose out one thing, at least one thing, that you're going to put in action to change the way you do business and to change the results you're having. Now join me to welcome our leaders today, the ones who are going to be dispensing wisdom this morning. Yeah, I'm going to invite them to introduce themselves. The one against today, I won all of you. Apmo, please go ahead and introduce yourself. For those who are watching for the first time. <laughs> My name is Moses Mkisa, and I'm glad to be here at Business Garage. I send greetings to all the people of Chitukutwe. Hey. My name is Ariho Kamara, and uh, I'd also like to send greetings to my lovely wife. Uh, yeah, Come on the now. girls and the man of the house. <laughs> All right, today I must warn you, Mr. Kamara, the way he talks and his quote and everything, you need to listen intently. So if you've been making breakfast or something, you need to stop, okay? Because I don't want you to miss anything that he's about to say. We're still going through this book and we're coming to the tail end of it. If you haven't got yourself a copy, please go ahead and get a copy. The book is called Essential Practices for Healthy Church Finances. And today we are looking at the second last principle. So if you know somebody who has not yet plugged in, guys, come on, let them know we have started. And today we're going to talk about the investment principle. Tell your neighbor that one. I know that most of us, the investment is the last thing when you start a business. Because the reason why you start a business in the first place is to make some money, right? Talk like Pastor B3, it. I am representing Omotua Wansi. For us, we start businesses to make some money, okay? Now, why are we talking about the investment principle? Of course, I'm going to start with the one who authored this book. Abmo, you wrote about the investment principle. Moreover, from the context of church, tell us. Thank you. Now, of course, uh, we start businesses to make money. Yeah. And make money we do. Uh, the challenge, though, is when as leaders at every level, and I think Kamara is going to talk about this, mm. whether as a business leader yeah. or as a church leader or as a family leader, mm. when you lack vision. Yeah. Oh, yes. When you lack vision, mm. you, you reduce your whole existence, whether as a family, a church, a business, an organization, to today's, to 
meeting today's, today's needs. needs. So you look at your business as just a place to extract as much money as, as possible. possible. So, for example, you may find that the net worth of your business, if it's a consultancy business, is mm. so small. Maybe it's mm. only worth 50 million shillings. But, but it's generating you 500 million a year. Wow. So basically, its output is 10 times mm. its size. Mm. Or it's generating a billion a year. And yet, all you have is some furniture in a rented office. Not good at all. Now, you can look bright and whatever, but actually you're not. You're, not, you're foolish. Mm. Because you, you, without vision, people perish. Yeah. You are not thinking about the fact that whatever you're doing should be able to continue to happen 100 years from now when you're not right, around. Right, right. So what's, how do you ensure sust sustainability? Mm. If it was a church, maybe you're so, you feel God has called you, you're so happy to rent facilities, mm. pay rent, this. People are giving tithe every, every week, mm. but it is spent as it comes. Wow, yes. It is spent needs. on Meet staffing, needs. human mm. resource, buying loudspeakers, name it. And then one day, your landlord says it's over, and it's over. Wow. And yeah, some churches have vanished like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, they never yeah, existed. Yeah, yeah. The reason the Catholic Church is here after thousands of years because is of their investment. They are rooted, they are in the society, they have mm, land. Mm, you can't wish property. them away. Yeah. No one can come and say, you're done. Mm. You find that even in, in countries where people are hostile to the gospel and to Christ, you find some Catholic churches there because wow. they have property there. Yeah. They find a well-serving communities there. Mm. So now you may be an NGO, you started an NGO, yeah? <laughs> a girl child this, the boy yeah, child yeah, that. Yeah. Teenagers something. Yeah. Teenagers something. Yeah. And you get all those donors, they keep sending you Lots money. Lots of money. Billions upon billions. Yeah. You rent space. Mm. You rent everything. You, you even rent stuff. You mm. even, even the cars are hired. Mm. 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 You, basically, it's like a money-making scheme. Mm. You, you, all, all of us are guilty. It's like a money-making scheme. You just want to make as much money as possible from the thing mm. and dump it, it and, and, and move on to away. something yeah. else the next time. And that's bad leadership. That's mm, why Africa mm, is where right, it is right now. Because of that kind of, of leadership. Thinking, yeah. A lack of vision. Mm. To say, if God has called us into business or into ministry or into non-profit, whatever, let's establish ourselves. Let's sacrifice now mm, so that we are able to serve generations, generations yes, to come. Yes. And that's the, the reasoning behind the investment principle. Over to wow, you, Mr. Kamara. Wow. Thank you so much, Apmo. Just before Mr. Kamara gets into that, what I hear you say is that the point of our businesses, organizations, is sustainability and continuity, not just to meet daily needs, right? Can we pay our staff members today? Can we pay off this month? But to think about the future. That's why many of our businesses aren't going to celebrate their third, fourth, fifth birthdays. Why? Because they're not businesses. I mean, they're not investments to take us into the future. So, Mr. Kamara, talk to us. Wow, thank you very much, uh, Pastor Florence, um, and thank you, Apmo. I want to, first and foremost, just tell the business people present and those who are watching online that this is the place to belong if you run a business. Yeah. 
this is the just like if you leave Uganda, it becomes harder for you to start a business. If you are a kingdom business person and you don't belong to this church, find a way of being associated because wherever you are, it is just hard. Uh, it gets easier when you come when you come here. Right. I want I want to add to what Apmo said. Um, talking about investment, actually, investment is a statement of faith. Hey, <laughs> he has started. I have started. I warned you. I told you. You listen intently. <laughs> when you yeah. invest, it means that you believe that you're going to be here for the long haul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a statement of faith for you to invest. Uh, so, many businesses or even many business leaders think that investing is investing in something out there. And we've been talking about the investing and you can look at it as concentric circles. I had this and I've had the opportunity to share it in, uh, on this forum and uh, in other spaces. Something that I learned from Bruce Lee, who said... <laughs> Who said that the weapon is the extension of the fighter? The weapon is the extension of the of fighter. The fighter. That's a tweetable right there. So your business is small mm. because you are small. Mm. Hey. Mr. Kamara, come on. Hey. Process by process. This has started quickly. Yeah. Escalation. Yeah. So in order for you to make your business bigger, you must be big. Yeah, it goes yeah. back to the vision. Yeah, hmm. it goes back to the vision. You must be big yeah. on the inside in, the inside, in order for yeah. you to bat something big and bring it on the outside. Wow. So you have to have a big vision. Yeah. Okay, and that requires investment first in the leader. Uh -huh. Wow. So if you get, uh, and I think it's um, Olivia who shared it, that if you bring a $10 mindset into Ooh. a $100 million business, you are going to quickly run it to a $10 business. Yeah. Yeah. Everything rises and falls on leadership. On leadership. Yeah. So the first place to invest in business is in, in the, leader. the leader. Now, like Apmo, I like to copy. He has done some social research. I also mm. did some social research, and I found out that <laughs> if you are, uh, if you have been out of university for the last ten years, and the greatest investor in you is still your parent. You are not ready. You are not ready. I mean, I just did, uh, I was running my SSFG mastermind and um, mm -hmm. I, I just put it to the people that I was um, coaching and said, listen, you might think this is a bit of money, but let's compute how much your parent has invested in you to date. And by just using the lowest of the law in terms of investment, mm -hmm. every parent to, for a child who has been an A student, gone to university on government sponsorship, mm. without even considering uh, upkeep and medical, they have invested a minimum of 60 million shillings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone who has, even people who are going to UPE schools, a minimum of 60 million shillings for a child who has made it to university. So, how much have you invested in you? In yourself. Sorry. We are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive us. <laughs> We can explain, Mr. Kamara. So we are still riding on our parents' investment. So, wow. So, so if you're not investing in you, what you're saying basically is that you're either risky stock... <laughs> Ooh, I warned you! <laughs> yeah, you're risky stock or there isn't anything of value in At you all. that you can 
Wow. So I believe that investment should start with a leader mm. and then next you invest in your people. Mm. Mm. And then you can begin to invest in the business. Right. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Come on, let's appreciate Mr. Kamara from Nomad. Hey. Risky stock. Risky stock. I'm not one of those people. Come on now. So hey, we are talking about the investment principle, okay? You want, you've set up your business to make some money and now here we are, we're talking about investments. Mr. Kamara said that the first investment is in yourself and your people. And I know that we spent some time talking about people much earlier, so you can go back and look and listen to those interviews and say, how can I invest in my people? But now let's talk about investing from another angle, okay? Investing in the leader, now other things. Up more. In this book, you talk about worship harvest and the investments we've gotten ourselves into as a ministry. First of all, I want you to tell us, what part of the income do I invest, okay? Because now what I know is clearing expenses and, and then profit after expenses. And of course, the production and all the real materials I need to buy, and after that, I have profit. Now, where do I get the money to invest? Do I borrow? And I invest. Oh, what, what, what part of money do I invest, and where do I invest it? Jesus. <laughs> so the, my discovery of the whole investment principle mm. came about like this, and it's what Kamara has been stressing. Yeah. Invest in the leader. Invest in the team. Mm. Invest in the company. Right and that the business is an extension of you. So this is how I quickly worked out. You know, I like to simplify life, yeah? Some mm. people like it complex. I like it simple. Mm. I figured we teach people to tithe. Right. As individuals. Mm. We teach people to save mm. and to invest Yes. because it is good for them mm. and their future mm. and the future of their families. Yes. So I quickly worked out whatever is good for people is good for my business is good for this church. Good for this church. Whatever I'm doing mm. personally, mm. whatever I'm doing for myself and my family mm. I should be doing it for the church. Mm. If I'm the leader mm. if I love the church the way you love your family. The way I love my family mm. and myself. Yes. That means whatever I do, whatever I suspect is advancing is. me, I need to do it for the church to advance the church. Right. If tithing is moving me forward financially, mm. the church needs to start tithing so it moves forward financially. Wow. The, the business I lead needs to start tithing so mm. that it moves forward financially. If I'm saving and investing as a family, mm. then as a church we should be saving and investing. As a business we should mm. be saving and investing. Mm. So it is not complicated. Whatever you think is good for you, if Whatever you is are, working for if you, you are, the, it goes back to if you are a leader, mm. you're not here to advance yourself only. Leaders exist to advance other people. Yeah. Now, if you are the leader of the business and all you ever cared about is your own personal investment, it, is, it means you don't care about the other people who work in that business yes. because there's no future. You don't care about the church because there's no future for that church. So that's how it started. Mm. And we didn't start with a lot of knowledge. Remember, this book was written in retrospect. It was written having observed what, yeah, had, what happened. had been happening. So we started saving I think way back then about 10% mm. and trying to invest it ETC. Mm. then we moved to 20% and then opportunities started 
opening up. You found that when you have some money, usually, I don't know how it works, but opportunities usually look for people who have resources. Ooh. And the people who don't have any resources, somehow the opportunities pass you by. Like you haven't, if you haven't been saving, nothing. You, even all the land deals will not come to you. Yeah, but when you've been, when you have some money, somehow land deals come to you. Mm, this, property that, that. deals. So that's how it began. Mm, we began really. Mm, it wasn't mm, a lot of money. Mm, it was mm, little. Mm. And then in 2019, I asked our finance manager, "How much money have we saved this year in our 20%?" And at that time, it was about 530, 540 million. That's when my eyes got opened. Whoa. I was like, "Okay, what?" what? You mean just without fundraising, because we do mm, rise and build, we do, we do buy the land. We, without fundraising, we, we can be setting much. aside that much. That's how we got the vision of buying a piece of land for a new location every year. Right. Because I knew we could do it just using our savings. That 20%, yes. And for church, land and buildings are a serious investment mm. because it gives the community you serve confidence that you are, that here you to are stay. not a fly-by-night operation. Mm. You're here to, to stay, stay for generations. Yeah. It builds trust. Yeah, yeah. So that's when it occurred to me. And then when I was doing the book and I did some research, I looked at the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, <laughs> also known as oh. the Mormons. They are not too many. But, but they have money. Mm. They can send their people anywhere in the, in the world. world. Wow. Because they have cash. They have assets worth more than a hundred billion dollars. Yeah. More than a hundred billion. There is a, a page that we found. Mm. You, on the, you scroll 46 pages. Of investments. Of investments by the Mormon church. 46, not investments, no. Pages 46 pages. Of investments. Multi-billion investments. They have more than a billion in Microsoft, more than mm. a billion in Google, mm. more than a billion in mm. Apple, more than mm. a billion in everything that matters. Mm. The only place they don't invest is alcohol companies and companies that have caffeine because they don't <laughs> believe in caffeine. Everything. They have a farm. They have one of the largest cattle farms in the world in, in America. It's a beef cattle ranch. It's 928 square kilometers. Yeah. Scratch, 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 scratch. Now you're going to you ask yourself, they are supposed to be preaching. Right. That's their business. Mm. Spreading the word, never mind that their word has a worm in it. Because <laughs> I don't want someone going to join the Mormon church having listened to me because they are well invested. They are wealthy. Their word has a worm in it. But yeah. they do all these other things, mm. and that's why they are unstoppable. Right. Even if their word has a worm in it. They are They're unstoppable because they... So some of you think the only way I can invest is in my direct business. Mm. In if, you know, like only invest in nomad. Mm. If you are nomad, only invest in momentum leadership group. If, if you are momentum leadership group. No, that's, that's very small thinking. Mm. Yeah, so. What was the question? 
<laughs> you are telling us what um where what money do you use to invest? Is it the yeah, no, you use the money, you use your income. Yeah, and yeah. You use your income. I advise people do twenty percent because that's mm. what I advise for individuals. Mm. It's based on the Actually, you, if you tune in at 9 and 11.15... Yes, we're going to talk about you, that today. That's what we'll be talking about. 20% mm. based on the story from Egypt, mm. how Joseph saved the nation by asking Pharaoh to save 20%, 20% of, of, grain. of the grain. Mm. So even for your company, if you want to save your company from the years of stress, from the, 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 those, uh, they will surely come. We have just seen some of them the last two years, right? Yeah. You must be deeply invested so that it doesn't matter how much the wind blows. You're unstoppable, you're, you're unmovable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Apmo. What I'm hearing is, again is sustainability and continuity. And something powerful you said there was that if whatever works for me as an individual should be able to work for the church, whatever works for me should be able to work for the business, right? And one of the things that, that spells to the people is that as a church we're established. We're not about to go anywhere. So they are able to trust and give more and more. But at the same time for business, I want to believe that if I'm established and I'm well invested, there are other companies that would want to do business with me. Yeah. Because they, I'm not about to run away. They will give me 10 year business deals, 20 years, 50 years, because they know I'm not about to leave, right? Mr. Kamara, over to you. Tell us, as Nomad Advertising, as an individual, how have you explored the investment principle? Well, uh, I must say the investment principle is something that, again, like Apmo said that for him it was in retrospect. I think um, certain things for me who are generated by fear, <laughs> yeah, of what happens. Uh, do we close and go home or something like that? Yeah. So one of the things, one of the things that we did was to say, okay, how do we create stability? Oh yeah. And we began to put money aside and by nature we did not hire anyone until we had six months of their salary okay so for us it was a thing of we need to create stability for people but also yeah. you need when you hire someone you need to give them a period of observation mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. where there is not much pressure of saying you have not delivered this week so you're out the doors you know stuff like that so we had that going and we kind of built a buffer um, which also had its assumptions until COVID came. <laughs> so the, the buffer had its assumptions that, you know, it is the odd one or two employees who might, um, you know, have, have challenges. But then we found ourselves in a situation where mm. everyone had to be at home. Mm. You had barely nothing coming in. But again, as a leader being invested in my people, the decision to let people go because of finances was wasn't out of the one question. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, and still isn't on the cards. Eh? Mm. So it's like we are in this. Let's mm. swim. Mm. We'll do everything it takes for everyone, mm. but we are in this. Yeah. And um, I'm glad to say that the, the tide is quickly turning and we are seeing some um, traction yeah. coming back. You swam with the sharks yeah. <laughs> and you made it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that for me is, uh, I think that is what informed the investment principle. Mm. Um, but also, how do you, as a business, safeguard your money? Because if it's on a bank account, 
it's being yeah. eaten by bank charges and inflation, mm. you need to invest it somewhere where it's making money. Right, making good returns And it's for you. good when it is there because uh, we know that the mighty URA sometimes can get a, a muscle spasm. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. There goes the camera. Sometimes URA says, we suspect that there's something not right here. Mm. Oh, by no, the way, be, because you have been putting money on your yeah. account. Yeah. You, you know, so, and, and, and by the way, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, we ha- at School of Practical Business, we had uh, Amos Wakesa come to speak to us and says, you can ignore the fact that they are bad people, but they are bad mm. people. <laughs> <laughs> they are bad people. You can choose to ignore it, but they are bad people. Someone can actually set you up. Wow. And for no reason, you might mm. be slowed down as a mm. business mm. if they unleash uh, the mighty URA upon you. So, if and URA by law can freeze all your uh, bank accounts. accounts. Yes. So, you need to have money to keep you operational as you work your way mm. out of whatever conundrum it is. So investing is absolutely key mm. and uh, it's, it's, it's a practice that all businesses should do. Right. Yeah. Friends, you can go ahead and ask questions. We have a few minutes to end, but they are enough for you to ask a question that you feel is itching, something you need to understand deeper, something that's seemingly complex, you can ask in the chats and we'll be able to answer it here. Up more. I would like you to talk to us in, in another space. I know you have talked about um, the low-risk investments, medium-risk investments, and high-risk investments. So we can get a bit practical. Because you've taught us about investments. We are now encouraged. We are thinking the future. We want our businesses to stay. Okay? So now how do I, if I have some money, right? How do I apportion that money? Where do I invest it? What's good for me? Where can I start from? That kind of thing. Wow. So low-risk investments typically in our economy are real estate, mm. yeah, land, buildings, name it. And they are low-risk and low-return. They barely give you anything worth, you know, that's why a lot of businesses get into trouble getting into too much real estate mm. because the return on investment is slow, but they are future-based. They are yeah. future-related. Yeah. Mm. You can always liquidate if you know if you needed your money back. Medium risk uh, financial instruments, really uh, bonds, treasury bills, uh, mutual funds. Mm. In Uganda, we have a very good mutual fund by UAP Investments, mm. uh, the Umbrella Trust Fund, right. Unit Trust Fund. I think it gives you around 11, 12 percent yeah. per okay. annum. Yeah. Bonds could go up to 15. Mm. The, the other day there was a 17 percent one. And really, it's within that. High risk mm. is um, equity mm, in, business. in other businesses. Mm. You find Nomad wants to invest in uh, Apple. Uh, in Apple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in uh, Brago. <laughs> in, in Dagan Bragan Industries. Yeah, yeah. Dagan Bragan Industries hey. wants to invest in Nomad. Uh, you know, like that. Mm. You know, people mm. leveraging. Mm. You know, you become a sort of small time Warren Buffett where you get some resources from your company, maybe twenty mm. percent yeah. and you invest them in other, other. companies. Mm. So that that's it's really as simple as that. We yeah. shouldn't complicate it. Yeah. You know, when people hear the word investment, they start getting new wrinkles on their brain. <laughs> it's not necessary. It's just putting money in a safe place where mm. it will keep giving you a return. Yeah. 
here is the thing. If you are a very prosperous business that has a very high return on investment on your own money, mm. because I think uh, Pastor Chris Kaisa was talking about internal investments, yes. there is money you reinvest back into In the business, business to keep growing. Mm. Yeah? Expanding. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he was saying he can get net return on investment of 40%. Ooh, internally. internally. Yeah. So it can feel like a loss when you're putting somewhere else where they are giving you 10%. That's why we are saying don't get all your, your profit and put it in it and uh, whatever. Just use a small portion mm. so that you also internally reinvest. But also remember that for your own business, yes. there is actually a limit. Oh. Based, yeah, there's a limit to how, how much, much of the market you have. Mm, mm, so you can't share. reinvest in your business for forever. Then, mm. You know, you'll find that some of your goods are not moving because yeah. you have maxed yeah, out yeah, the, market, yeah, the market. But share. the money mm. is there. So what do you do? You mm. buy a new car, go to Dubai, do whatever, you know, that's what people do because the money is there. It's no, there, reinvest them. the money in other entities. So, so that creates a larger base mm, mm. for your business. Right. Because even that business which is doing so well with a very high return, some people have wild returns, 100%. Mm. You, you don't know, something might come. Yeah. Some wind yeah. might come and just shake you. you. Swipe you out. Now, when you have all these other places around, let me, let me just use a public secret here. Mkwano Industries. Hmm? Mm. Return on investment in an industry, a factory, making oil soap, what, is wildly Wild. big. But why are they buy, building buildings all over Kampala? Mm. Ask yourself, why? Why would they get into real estate? Mm. Sudil, he had a bank. But. The best way to... I, I, you cannot make more money than a person who is running a bank. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. But why did he get into real estate all over the place? Wow. And guess what happened to the bank? Shut and get, guess what is for back position? Real estate. Yeah, he still has lots of real estate. You yes. can take the bank, but yes. that guy still has a lot of money. Now imagine wow. if he was investing all the money back into Crane Bank. He would, be out. Been, he would be out. Yeah. So that's what we are talking about. So he, he was making a lot of money. He started mm. reinvesting it into education. Mm. Education, by the way, is not very lucrative. In terms of profit, it's yeah. not, that's why it's governments that take care of education and Schools health. And, yeah. Education and health are not lucrative. Just know it from me. So he started investing in education, schools, the university, lots of real estate, mm. hotels. Mm. What mm. What is he doing? He's trying to distribute the money yeah. across a wider base, yeah. so that if yeah. something happens to this one entity, he's still able to. Yeah, because you might be thinking my entity means and work a bit. Look, you're not smarter than Sudil, I tell you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right, thank you so much, Abmo. There's a question here, and again, I want to encourage you to ask those questions. There's a question here. What have been some of the best investments you have made where you feel that was nice, juicy, frothy investment? This is coming in from Mr. Grace Munira. Over to you, gentlemen. Juicy investments only. Investments are not juicy <laughs> by their nature. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, one of the investments I must say is um, there's a time when I think it was after the 20, I don't know whether it was 2016 election, when the, the, the what, what are they called? The rate for, for bonds was at 21. Mm. 
Wow. It was a 21%. I think that was a juicy one. Yeah. That, that's what, can, what can I say? That's all you can that's say about it. Can say. <laughs> <laughs> was proceed. Oh, were you involved in it? <laughs> he has said that that's oh, all he can juicy. say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I remember we put some money there. And actually what we did, we didn't have a lot of wisdom, I think. Mm. We should have left it in long term. But we opted for the one where you're paid in quarterly vouchers or something like that. Uh, but in hindsight, I feel we should have left it in long term. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. Abmo, there's mm. one here for you. Mm -hmm. And I like it very much. Is investing in shares of other companies a good investment? Case in point, MTN Uganda IPO. <laughs> because the IPO, IPO is ongoing right now, yeah. I would not make a public comment about it. Mm. Because IPOs, are basically, it's a little bit of gambling, if you like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, if you're going to invest in the stock market, you should be thinking about long term. Mm. People who make money in the stock market are people who invest long term. You're mm. investing for 10, 15, 20 years. The, mm. All this gambling never pays off. Mm. Actually, yeah. the, the stock if you look at the charts of the stock markets, they remind you of something. We call it forex trading. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't want to remember that one. You'll hear so, the bulls and the bears. So it's both good and bad depending on the amount of knowledge you have. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yes, both good. Yes. It's like marriage. Marriage is either good or bad depending mm, on the true. knowledge you possess, mm. not the person you marry. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So even the IPO is good based on the knowledge. or bad mm. based on the knowledge you, you have. have. Investment mm. is really about knowledge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, because right now you don't know what the return on investment is going to be. So, you don't have a basis. Mm, for making uh, a decision. But there is a, a historical case of Safaricom which was oversubscribed and then the shares tanked Ooh. badly and then they have gone up every year consistently for a long time. So, for those who are not into gambling, I think mm, it's a good idea. Long term. Uh, yeah. If you want your money next week, month for <laughs> Christmas, probably that's not where you should be going. There's somebody who is now looking for one which can bring in quick cash flows. Jackie is asking, which investments are great for cash flow before retirement? <laughs> <laughs> this one looks like they want theirs now. When she finds it, it she it, should tell your, us. your business is the one for good for cash flow before retirement. The best investment good for cash flow before is your own business before retirement. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. There's another one here. I know you've had a conversation about debts and borrowing, but someone is asking still. Jethro is asking, please talk about borrowing to invest. Pros and cons, would you recommend it? No, I don't, so don't. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. We already had that conversation here. Yeah. All you right. Are, you are investing money you have. Mm, not what you Your don't company have. is making money. You are amassing money on the company account. You've paid salaries, what, what, but there's two billion shillings there. What do you do? Continue ogling at it? Or go to Dubai? <laughs> or start coming up with wild ideas on mm, how to spend mm. it? Or do you invest it? Even in a simple asset like a, a mutual fund, which mm, gives you 12%. 12, if you 11. invest 2 billion, that is uh, 240 million per year. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, 20 million a month. That can take care of some small, small expenses around the company. Mm. Yeah, but that's how I look at it. While 
And remember the money you invest, you could have chewed it. Yeah. And you would not yeah. be there. Yeah. Or you can invest it. It's there. Mm. But you're getting a return. It is all things, something. You know, if you have to keep repenting your office, what? Some of those, you, you can, you know. Thank you so much, Abmo. Let's appreciate Abmo and Pastor Kamara. All right, the questions are still many. Our time is fast spent. I'm just going to ask only two more and we'll be out. Jean Mutabaz is asking, in what way can you manage or spread your risk? Which I think Abmo has touched on a little bit. Kamara, that's your question. Wow. Jean is in my MC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk more about it. But anyway, um, in what way can you spread, spread or your manage risk, your risk? Or manage mm. your risk. Mm. Oh, wow. that's, that's, I mean, finding low risk mm. um, investments um, is, is key. If you find low risk investments, um, mm. and I think the scale that Abmo yes. gives is a good one. Yeah. So you know that I'm going to put maybe 10% in the in high low, risk, high mm, return. Mm. And then I put uh, the bulk of the, maybe another 40% in, medium. in the medium. And then I put the other one so, mm. so that you safeguard your, 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 your investment. Right. I, think, I think that is, yeah, but they are, they are everywhere. Uh, like you said, if you buy, if, you, if it's money lying around, spread mm. it in land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's appreciate Mr. Kamara and Abmo for such incredible wisdom they've shared with us this morning. Wherever you are, come on, let's give them a, a warm hand clap and appreciation for sharing with us this morning. The details and more on, on the investment principle are in this book called Essential Practices for Healthy Church Finances. Yes, it says church, but the principles in here work for businesses and have worked for many business people. So the details on how you can get this book are in the charts. Go ahead and place your order today. Can, I, if, can I just yes. step in a little bit? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, some people, <laughs> some people are talking about crypto. Joker people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bitcoin is great <laughs> if you are lucky. Now, oh, sorry, let me first see your crypto. Mm. I wanted to, to do two things. One, yeah. how do you safeguard your investments? Is, I think they asked that question. Mm -hmm. How do you know? How do you spread, spread the risk? Spread, manage your risk. Spread the risk. Mm. The best way to spread your risk huh, in investment is to be educated. Get the knowledge. Mm. Yeah, that's all. Mm. That's all. Be knowledgeable, and the knowledge is available. Mm. That's how you spread your risk in investment. I just wanted to give you a quick example. At one point, we had this account in Worship Harvest for salaries, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it had grown to maybe about 500 million buffer, and we just invested 300 million in mm. a mutual fund. UAP. And you know that... 300 million gives you about 90 to 100,000 shillings per day. Per day. Yeah. So I want you to think about what you can use for 90 to 100,000 per day around your office and then be intentional yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. If you invested 3 billion, it means it can give you about a million shillings per day. Per day. You see, that's the thinking. On a day when you don't have clients coming in, you mm -hmm. still have money because you have a huge mm -hmm. asset mm -hmm. base. Mm -hmm. That's the thinking. Mm -hmm. If you dare grow your business to an asset base of, say, 50 billion right. shillings, 100 billion shillings, 
And of that 100 billion, about 30 to 40 percent is invested externally. Only yes. 70 percent is invested internally. If something dangerous ever happens to your businesses or your company, you have a, a leg outside mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you can yes. step on. Yes. That's what we are trying to communicate yes. here. Yes. And it can give you money daily. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. All right, let's appreciate Abmore. What I'm hearing this morning is, first of all, invest in yourself as a leader. Get the knowledge, right? And then do the research. What we've shared here is a bit of here and there, but you need to go deeper and inve investigate what kind of investments do I want to get into as an individual, do I want to get into as a business. And go ahead. Remember in the beginning I said, find one thing that you're going to do and put in practice today. Instead of growing all that money on your account and then you get all these wild ideas, find out today where can we start investing at least 20% of our income as a business. And that will definitely ensure that your business is here for generations. That will create trust and establishment for your customers and for your, your internal and your external customers because they know you're here to stay. So find something to do today, educate yourself as a leader, read more about investments, set aside 20% and get it done. You'll be thankful later, right? Are we promising to do that? Yeah? All right. All right, our time is fast spent, and before we close today, I want to give a special group of people. You received this link from somebody, or you're here in the audience, or at any location. You came to attend service this morning, but you have never made the biggest investment of all. You've never given your life to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, because that guarantees that you will have the gift called eternal life. So this morning, if you're here, I would like to invite you to put up your hand. You might be in the room. You might be in the audience at an another location at a hosting center online and you want to give your life to Jesus please go ahead and say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me at the cross today I give you my life take it and do something significant with it and I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior if you say that prayer right there, you have just made the greatest investment of all. You are now born again officially. You are a child of God and you get to benefit and receive the gift of eternal life. And if you just made that decision today at a location where you are, somebody is going to be able to give you a card and help you make sense of the decision you've just made and what are the next steps you can take after you've made that decision. And if you're listening in or you're watching online, you can send a text to this number right now. There's somebody at the end of that line who is going to be able to answer your questions. What have I just done? What does it mean? What do I need to do next? The number is 0775-642-449. I want to repeat that for you. Send a text right now and say, I've just given my life to Christ to 0775-642-449. Thank you very much this morning for joining us here in the audience. Thank you so much for joining us online. Thank you for joining us at a location where you are. We are so excited you are here. And now we are getting into our next service, so get ready. Invite people, dress up if you haven't dressed up, and run to a location near you. Our 9 a.m. our encounter service is starting in a short while. See you next Sunday here at Business Garage where we'll be sharing more incredible wisdom on how to take our businesses to the next level. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. 
For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Territory.